Welcome to the Contagious Victories podcast. Each week, we talk inspiration, explore possibilities, and share insights from creative perspectives. I'm Tori Blackman, and I'm here to remind you that your purpose in life is to celebrate the victories, because victories are contagious. Episode 6 is brought to you by CactiPalm.com. Be amongst those who include stunning drone photos and videos to their digital creation. Whether you're a realtor selling property or just creating fun content, visit CactiPalm.com to get a quote for your upcoming project. Welcome back to Contagious Victories, Episode 6. So we are in the middle of November 2019, and I have found out recently that we are also in the middle of a retrograde. Or to be more specific, Mercury is in retrograde. Now to be honest, when I woke up this morning, I did not know what that meant. Sure, I'd heard about people talk about Mercury and retrograde, but I'd never really given it a whole lot of thought until I looked up what it meant. According to Mother Nature Network, or MNN.com, three or four times a year, planet Mercury is said to go through retrograde. That is to say that it moves in the opposite direction of planet Earth. Ooh. Planets move from east to west around the sun, and when Mercury turns to move from west to east instead, that's when Mercury is in retrograde. But the thing is, this backwards movement is an illusion, similar to the one that you may experience when you're in the car on a highway moving faster than a train moving alongside you. The train appears to be moving backwards, but it's just moving a little more slowly than you are. The same thing happens when our planet passes Mercury in our orbit around the sun. Mercury is just moving slower than Earth, causing the illusion that it is moving backwards or in retrograde. Thanks, Mother Nature Network or MNN.com. I really appreciate your very clear explanation about what it means for Mercury to be in retrograde and to learn something new. Okay, so clearly I am just skimming the surface of what all of that means. So I do encourage you to look it up for yourself because, like I mentioned, I am not an expert. I just found out about this this morning. So apparently the retrograde is a time for pausing to review what is going on in your life. It's also recommended that we don't jump into anything big or make any big impacting decisions out of impulse during this time. Think about retrograde, retro, R-E, re, retro, review, relearn, rethink, redo. People on the internet recommend, who are experts, might I add, (laughs) they recommend taking a second look of how things um, are coming along during the season. It's also a good season to really observe the way that we communicate with others. Remember to have patience with people. Retrogrades apparently can mix up communication connections, everything from technology to verbal messages. So just take an extra second to show some patience with those that you love and with those that you might not be fans of. (laughs) Just have a good attitude if things start to get a little wonky, that's all I mean. I'm going to recommend doing a little retrograde research for yourself because learning about retrograde is actually really interesting. So speaking of the self, the self is exactly the topic I am here to talk to you about today. In order for creativity to happen, one must have some idea of who the self really is, right? And who the self is not. So in today's episode, I am going to talk to a longtime friend and fellow spiritual student, Rena Baxter. 
Rena has recently gotten back from a trip to Aruba, and together we talk about what preempted her to travel to Aruba, as well as what she found there and brought back with her. Before we hear from Rena, let me give a shout out to one of our dedicated listeners. My sweet friend Lainey shared her thoughts about the previous episode with us over in the Contagious Victories community. I truly value your feedback, Lainey. You are a smart and lovely person. Lainey wrote, I just finally listened to episode five, We Need to Talk About Death. Am I the only one who was like, what? It's already over? As Tori was signing off? Death is something that I really struggle with. Long story short, not to get into the religious stuff, but I was raised Catholic And through studying anthropology and philosophy in college, I've decided that I'm not sure that's the path I feel compelled to follow. But I haven't yet decided what the correct path is for me. So while conversations about death, honestly, really scare me, I always come out of them feeling like I have a few more pieces of the puzzle figured out for myself. Thanks, Tori, for tackling this topic. And I'm really looking forward to hearing more of your insight about more topics in the future episodes. Aw, Lainey, it really means a lot that you um, that you feel good coming out of that episode. I was kind of worried about publishing it, to be honest, but with what was going on in my life at the time, I just felt it was necessary. So for you to share your feedback, it's so precious. I can't say that enough. Thanks again for sharing your thoughts, and if you're feeling a similar way about the show, then go express what you have to say in either a review on Apple Podcast or by going to Facebook and joining the Contagious Victories community because we would love to have you there. Take a few moments to just be still. Feel the flow of the breath as it goes in and out. If you feel comfortable, repeat after me. I trust the timing of my life. I am in alignment with my soul purpose. I am inspired by the success in others. The emotions of yesterday are behind me and have been let go. My heart is pure. I am safe. I am safe. I am equipped with uniqueness. The universe always provides for me. In time, I see progress. The perfect people are showing up at the perfect time. I am worthy of love, open to love and ready to receive love.
take a second to just connect back in with the room, honor where you are. Thank you for joining me for this little meditation. All right, without further ado, let's talk to my friend, Rena Baxter. So I've got Rena Baxter here with me, and um, and we're just going to chit-chat. Yes. So, Rena, yes. go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you like, and okay. um, just kind of get to know everyone, or let everyone get to know you. Okay. Well, my name is Rena Baxter. I'm from Mobile, Alabama, where I originally met Tori Blackman um, in high school. We've known each other for, what, almost... Nine, ten years. Yeah. Almost. Well, we graduated. Yeah, two thousand and twelve. Nine years, something like that. You came. What was it? Our junior year. Mm-hmm. I came over there. Yeah, two thousand and. I guess it was technically well, two thousand ten. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, about nine years. And I knew you a little bit, not really, but like before that, I don't know if you ever remember me saying yes. that. No, no, no. We went to church together. We went to church together, <laughs> and we were Facebook grade. friends for yes. some reason. I guess because you know how you are. I forget about that, and I literally live in the neighborhood of the church that we went to. That's yeah. so random. And another thing, this is really creepy, and I'm. I hope you don't like remember this but at the same time I know I've told you this before but like I had a screenshot of a status that you posted on Facebook like saved on my phone it was a Nicholas Sparks quote about love or something and I was like oh my god this girl is so like deep and I I just probably watching the notebook you probably were and um and so yeah and so before I like I knew you from church we were Facebook friends but before I got to know you and became you became a friend of mine I like had a random screenshot of a status that you yeah, had. So I've funny. always thought highly of you is what yeah, I'm trying to say. Yeah, and it's funny. I remember you being in my homeroom because we had last names that start with B. Yeah. So. Well, one of the, the reasons that I have always, you know, I guess made an effort to stay friends with you over the years is because you and I have very similar, I feel like, life views about mm-hmm. health and about mm-hmm. uh, spirituality and about yoga and about just meditating you yeah. and me have kind of been on similar I feel like well I want I feel journeys. the need to say this like and I've told multiple people this I might have even told you this before if not I'm gonna say it now um I feel like who I am today and a lot of my ideals definitely were sparked from you Aww. like Thank you. from such a young age like I think you Aww. I don't remember exactly how, or no, I remember you mentioning the book The Secret by Rhonda Byrne to me. I love The Secret. (laughs) And I remember after you had mentioned it, my mom had had that book on her nightstand uh, for a while, and I think it was given to her by like one of her bosses or something, but once you mentioned it, it clicked, and I was like, oh, I need to read that. I have that book at home. I haven't seen that in forever, and ever since sparked like a revelation in my mind, and we've always had very good conversation oh yeah like every time every time and then like even meeting your parents and um like your dad especially like and seeing how much you were like him and even your stepmom (laughs) Ashley like I just I liked that it was a new world for me and I feel like I've kept my mind open ever since then like seriously well, I did not know that about The Secret and that your yes. mom had that. I do know that I am a lot like my dad, and 
I was always curious about spirituality and all that kind of stuff. Well, my dad's really into it. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I moved schools and met you, I was so happy to have someone who was so interested in, like, talking about the secret and things mm-hmm. like that. Because it sounds like you had it, like, kind of seed, like a seed in your yes. life. I, I feel like you were dad. my water to, like, well, bring likewise. that seed about. Like, and I think likewise. Sure. Because I didn't have anyone really to talk to about any of these things that I was learning from my dad and Ashley when I moved in. And then, like, to have someone who I knew and like I looked up to from church like back in the day and then like we were both kind of like those eager little I feel like we were both little seedlings that Mm -hmm. were like growing from just talking about things and but yeah so we've known each other for a really long time and we have had a lot of fun times and also a lot of very spiritual enlightening times and Mm -hmm. have grown a lot from each other uh one of my big things that I am so into is just the past life therapy and Mm -hmm. I know me and you both have talked about that before and like um in one of my episodes, I've mentioned the book Many Lives, Many Masters. I remember you said your brother sent that to you. Yeah. We all read it. You gave it to me. That's what sparked my interest into psychology. Well, that's literally the whole reason I changed my major to psychology was that book. was because I was so interested in hypnotherapy yeah. and the whole past life regression therapy thought. And I like I remember asking a professor one time. I don't remember what we were talking about. Myself? Yeah, but it was cool. in my bio psych class. And... I mentioned hypnotherapy as like being an option and he shut me down really fast oh, on man. that and I was like kind of heartbroken but it didn't kept my spirits up about it but it was just like because it wasn't huh. such like hard science but I'm like that's why I'm always drawn to people like Freud is and like things like the unconscious is because there's so much more that's just intangible yeah that is out there and that's what I'm interested in same so. yeah the egg too you're yes. the one who told me about the egg yes. which is another one I recommended I think it was in either the last episode or the one before that you keep such an open mind about hypnotherapy and about just this idea of like roles that you play in other people's lives mm-hmm. and things like that and so it seems like like soul contracts you make yeah soul contracts exactly and so for that guy to shut you down you know now there's whole retreats about past life therapy and like more and more people are doing it and like you're you're seeing it on the internet and things like that even if it isn't hard science something's working because it's getting out there you know well you know like we're talking about this because the author um dr brian wise yeah Wise. is it wise or wesser something yeah but um I looked we'll him just up. Call him Brian. Yeah, <laughs> Dr. I looked Brian. him up not too long ago. I think it was over the summer, and he hosts like talks and seminars, and he'll, uh, to my, I think they're like workshops yeah. too in past life regression therapy, and I was like, and they do future. I want to do this. Yeah, like, me I too. would love to go even just to hear him talk or like hear someone else talk. Well, but I think that's really neat. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sure we all are more inclined to that ability than we think we are. That's what I was going to say is that <laughs> so, I've listened before to podcasts where mediums come on and they're like, you know, we all have this ability. Mm-hmm. It's just that I've welcomed this into my life right. and I've asked for more insight and I've, right. you know, I believe, I know that everyone is, you know, inclined to their own beliefs, but I believe in reincarnation. I said that in the last Mm -hmm. episode or a couple episodes back. It's something that I personally feel comfortable accepting and believing in, Mm -hmm. and it gives me comfort. But I'm very interested in all that because I do think it it falls under kind of that same umbrella. And anyways, but to go and wrap it all up about the reincarnation and the mediums and psychics and whatnot, I do think that like numerology is another example. Mm -hmm. There's signs, there's frequencies, there's patterns here. It's all patterns. And they talk about it being in nature. And they're like, if you look at a forest, you think it's chaotic. 
it's not chaotic. There is a pattern here, yeah. but it's not organized. And so you have to open yourself up to that. And if you start looking at it, you'll start seeing that the trees yeah. have a certain pattern and things like that. Um, speaking of like omens and signs and stuff like that, one thing that I've recognized is I see white feathers all the time. Ooh, and okay. someone mentioned it could possibly be my dad. You said white feathers? Yeah. It's like, and I see it almost once a day, just about. And wow. I know one time I was sitting on the beach reading um, To Love and Let Go, Hmm. and one, like, like rolled by me. And it was funny because I, like, watched it, and the second I turned my head back, another one came, and literally seconds later, a third one came. And I just, like, to me it's, like, an unspoken thing that I almost, like, I speak about it or mention it to people sometimes, but it's it's almost so comforting that I just share it like with yeah. myself and I just like take it in and I'm like I it's see you. you like I see you yeah. and it happens all the time we were sitting at a restaurant the other day and one rolled across the bar and I'm like there's no birds like you what? know what I'm saying like yeah. it's like it happens that makes all no sense the time. but it's for you yeah. yes it happens all the time and I love like it. it like if it wasn't it's... real then it wouldn't happen because there mm-hmm. is no bird here so like mm-hmm. this wouldn't even be a thing right now so right. like this has to be for me and it's yeah. just it's all it's such a good confirmation it like and it was funny because I was like look my daily feather and she was like you talk about this all the time and I was like well now you're witnessing it with me <laughs> like, yeah you know it's almost like once you mm. tune in once you sink in it's hard to like stop unless you just admit that like I have resisted it like in one of um one of the cards that I pulled it was the last night of me being in Aruba in our sharing circle the card that I pulled was trust yourself and I like I cried because I was like okay I've ignored myself I've like I finally I mean it took that week for me to like come back to myself Mm -hmm. but I had been ignoring myself and like I mentioned me reflecting back in my journal and seeing that like the signs were all there yeah I had wrote so much but I allowed myself to go through so much unnecessary trials and tribulations which I know now were necessary to get to where I am but like if I had just like trust right if I had just like put my trust in myself and gone on that instinct or gone on that gut feeling or intuition I would have saved myself a lot of time money and struggle (laughs) with just a lot of things that you know that I've gotten we're all yeah I mean to go to like a a, to take that out a a step farther um one we are going to talk a little bit more about her going to Aruba because that's something Mm -hmm. that has been um a big play obviously in her life um so we're going to dive into that in a second but um also just we were talking about oh my god I lost my train of thought but talking about when you see the signs okay yeah I think that as a collective we're all naturally like this is going to be really kind of deep but we're all naturally connected to that thing Mm -hmm. like that thing that wants us to to grow and learn and become bigger and stuff and the flesh we live in a dualistic world so the flesh is here to give us that shell to be Mm -hmm. here but it's also holding us back from what we are because we are this limited force we're of that source, positive love. Yeah, the source like, that we're looking for that exactly. we constantly seek. We are it, it. already <laughs> like, without yes. even trying. And so you, we all resist in some way mm-hmm. or another. And like even if you're the best person ever, the act of you just being a person is a resistant. It's it's resisting because yeah. it's not going to be able to be that right. whole big thing. So um, I'm this. I'm right there with you. There's so many times where I'm like. If I would have just went here and did this, I don't know why I was resisting, but in any world, it's like, 
I already was what I'm seeking, like mm-hmm. you said, and I always will be. And so it's kind of like you have to just kind of, I hear this a lot on other, in other places and on other shows and stuff. You have to like come home to yourself mm-hmm. and it's like, always. but the whole point it's is to practice. leave home. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so it's this it's oxymoron. This, it's a practice. This I duality. remember I have this friend and I always ask him, I'm like, how are you? And he's like, I am. And he leaves it at that Aww. every single time. And every time, and it's like, I, <laughs> I know what his answer is going to be. But I need to hear it every time I ask. Like, yeah. And it just makes me smile. And I'm like, I am too. Hey, it's me again. And I am letting you know that I have made something else for you. Have you heard of yoga? Of course you have. I know you have because it's everywhere. And it's something that I'm really passionate about. Actually, I've been doing it for a few years now. Privately and publicly. Not like super public, but just people know I do yoga, like my friends and family and stuff. So anyways, I have collected my five favorite yoga poses that are actually the simplest, in my opinion, of the yoga poses. So in order to get that, all you have to do is rate the podcast. You see, I've made a goal with myself. I'm really trying to get to 25 ratings by the end of the year, and uh, and I think that we can do it. So if you haven't rated the podcast yet and you've been listening, please get over there on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, on the app and rate the podcast. If you don't have an iPhone, it's okay. Another way you can still get this yoga video that I'm offering to people who rate it is to take a screenshot and post it on your Instagram or Facebook story and just tag me on whatever social media. So on Facebook, of course, you can tag the Contagious Victories community or you can tag my page, Tori Blackman. I want this podcast to get to everybody. So the way that you help me achieve that dream is by rating the podcast. And when you do, I'll give you a little gift. I'll provide you with a link where you can have that five simple favorite yoga poses. And uh, and I want to get that to you. So thank you so much for listening. And let's get back to the show. Well, I am eager to hear more about the Aruba story. So I do want you to talk about it a little bit. What about Aruba? You mentioned earlier you went to Aruba. Start with what prompted you to, I guess, not only practice yoga, but what prompted you to go to such extreme measures to practice yoga? Okay. <laughs> well, um, it started in 2013. I've learned you, you've got to follow those curiosities. Something I tell people all the time when they're trying to get into yoga, like whatever reason you're there for, whether it's mental, physical, um, emotional, the more you do yoga, the more yoga works on you you know so even if you're not there for the same reasons that the next person is there like it always has its way on like just seeping into you right and because you're um, showing up for yourself ultimately so right okay so just another little bit of context we both went and did our teacher certification and then Rena went out and like took it to the whole next level Mm -hmm. and like did the hours went and and has taught and ended up being a teacher at the rec center time I was in college so yeah so I just want to make sure that it's not like okay like I mean because it was you did a great job but like I was gonna say it was a big part of your life but it really was a big part of your life because then you became the t- student then became the teacher yeah. you know but you're always you're always a student I mean yeah, still like but... you ever get the chance to go to Aruba I highly highly suggest it like there's nothing like it I just I don't know I don't even know how to describe it but every day in Aruba for that week retreat there was about 50 of us there was only two guys there 
but I got to speak with some of them or one of them one day to see how he was like in the retreat and it was a whole new thing from him like for him but it was so like he was like I like yoga like it's cool and I remember in our closing circle um (laughs) he was like yep y'all got me and it like made us all laugh because he was like this yoga thing like y'all got me like we were a cult or something but that's not what it was but it just cracked <laughs> no, us so all he didn't even up. like really know about it before no, he went no, no, no. he went he, anyway right it was he was there with his sister oh. and what i believe was his sister's boyfriend so those were the two guys and then huh. his mother so he like it seemed like they just got dragged to this retreat, yeah, but they but they, they were in it every day doing the damn thing, and I was so proud of them. Like, because I mean, and like I'm, I don't know, but that just goes to show that like yoga is for everybody, even if you've literally had no experience, have no idea what you're getting into, do it. Like, just well, do it. I was gonna ask what you think it was that got them. To not only just go, like, but mm-hmm. then participate fully, mm-hmm. and then at the end admit that. Which I mean, they could have thought it mm-hmm. and then not even said anything yeah. about it. And then, what do you think? Like, do you think that was the same kind of, um, I guess, force or like, I don't, not like a force, but you know what I mean? Do you think that's what got you to go to Aruba and do this? And yeah, I think I remember them talking about how they didn't realize how challenging it was, like mm. not only physically, but like mentally but it was so funny to see them by the third day rocking their island yoga t-shirts wearing bandanas (laughs) because they're sweating so much like it was just so I don't know it I remember that making me like smile and laugh I wish I would have gotten to talk to them a little bit more about it but um it seemed like they had a good experience and as we all did like it's so even though I went to Aruba for a yoga retreat for a week it sounds like you know we're just doing yoga, meditating, having fruit, going to the beach, like, you know, like, it just, it seems, like, glamorous, but it was a lot of hard work, mm. not only physical, but, like I said, mental and emotional, especially emotional, I couldn't tell you, there was not a day that I did not cry, mm. but what a, like, right off the bat, it was just such a beautiful, open, sacred space that allowed me personally and I know many others to just let our walls down like it was we were 50 strangers on the first day and hardly even then because like I I mean once I flew from New Orleans to Miami the girl who sat next to me and the two women who sat in front of me we were all going to the retreat so we just like talked and like I made friends with the girl who sat next to me who was already pre-assigned by the time we got there but she ended up being my roommate that's so cool and it's just I don't know. It's funny how, again, synchronicity, universal lines in that way. But it seems like yoga allows you to come, like, even if you don't want to, even if you were there just to be there with someone else, it lets you come to yourself. Like, it lets you, like you said, drop your walls. You think you might be needing something or you think you're craving something. And it's like, if you get on your mat, if you allow yourself even if you're not moving into all of the yoga poses, you're just allowing yourself to create, you Mm -hmm. said that space for yourself, Mm -hmm. then it's like, wow, all of these signs, they're there. Like I'm trying to, I'm always trying to connect with myself this way, but I've never given myself the opportunity. And I'm speaking from like someone who I love yoga. And so, um, but as a creative, as a, someone who likes yoga as someone who has stress a lot of the time you know like I can say that it doesn't matter who what kind of person you are I'm all three of those but yoga is something that's going to allow you to give yourself a hug in a way like you know Mm -hmm. like like 
even if you're just sitting there and you're just breathing, you're letting all of that come down. The walls are down. The, right. the snow has settled. Like, I don't know. I just, well, yeah. I mean, you saying that, I think that's one of the reasons why, or I know that's one of the reasons why I did go to Aruba was because the past couple years has been like really hard and I lost myself. So, you know, I spent this time in college growing into myself, growing into my yoga practice as a teacher, as a student, as both, Mm -hmm. um, always both or always student. But Mm -hmm. I spent the time finding myself and working on myself while I was in a relationship towards the end of my college career, that relationship ended and my yoga practice, this was 2017, my yoga practice dwindled with that. I became this totally new person that by the, by the end of last year, beginning of this year, I was unrecognizable. Like, and it's, I was in probably the darkest, like I say that the darkest place in my life. And it was so sad because to even watch myself like lose my practice it's like I lost myself or as I lost my practice I lost myself but it doesn't matter how far away you stray the second your toes step on the mat and you just take one breath in one breath out Mm -hmm. you have arrived that is the hardest part of yoga yeah showing up showing up is literally the hardest part but once you do it I swear it just works on you like you just you're there even if you do not like okay so physical yoga like practicing moving it's called asana like the poses it's okay yeah, I don't know asana. all of them you've studied so, the Sanskrit too behind it right Isn't a little bit called? but not too much um which is why I would love to go to her yoga teacher training because it's you know a whole month of like actually learning more about the history the true tradition and, you know, I don't, I don't even have to, I mean, you don't even have to learn all of that to even be a teacher. You could just do it if you are curious. Yeah. But um, asana is just the physical practice of yoga. Okay. Yoga is more, I don't know, yoga it's an is a way of, term. yes, it's a way of life. It's like a, mm. yes, an umbrella term. It's like, it's almost, <laughs> I don't, I mean, dare I say religion, but like, in a sense, it's something like that. No, I get it. And, you know, when you're doing physical practice, that's just one part of it. Yeah. So there's there's days that I, like now, I've learned that my yoga practice has taken on many different forms. I'm not always on my yoga mat every day, I will admit, though that that's is okay. a way to get there. Yeah. But there's times that I take out or carve out in a day, such as maybe taking a minute to just breathe in, breathe out, and Mm. assess how I feel, like, mainly. I've learned to feel a lot um, and allow myself that. Which is our whole purpose here. Like, I mean, I'm a team cheerleader for feelings and emotions, which, I mean, I get it. It, It's hard to say that even to myself because some people Mm -hmm. are like, oh, God, emotions, no, not, not, you know, it's so uncomfortable. They're not even mine, they're yours, and I can't stand, like, you know, to talk about it. It's like, no. Like, that's the whole reason we're here is to have those feelings and emotions. Mm -hmm. Well, that's where we connect. Yeah, exactly. And understand each other, like, and relate and see ourselves. The Mm -hmm. the part of ourself that isn't in the current body that we're possessing, Mm -hmm. that's how we get to see it and witness it, I feel like, is because it's, it's, some it's in someone else and you get to experience it like that and then um oh you were talking about yoga and how like it takes many forms 
I didn't get very far with the teaching and all this kind of stuff, but one thing I did take away from that teacher training class that we did at South is someone said that yoga in a way is just the breath. And it's like, I mean, it's not, it's so much more than that, but yeah. it's if, if you're you're currently breathing all the time that you're alive. And so you currently are in a way, always mm-hmm. doing it, but you might not know it. There might right. not be the intention there. You're not like technically practicing right. it in a way that's like trying to better yourself. You're just kind of doing it. Yeah. It's kind of just playing in the background. It's and like so, bringing awareness to that breath automatically. Mm-hmm. Like when you're aware, you also you hold space for your own feelings and see you know what comes up and then you know there's a part of yoga that's you know practicing non-attachment so not even Mm -hmm. getting attached to those thoughts or feelings but just observing yoga is literally like just being like just being like just observing like just observing and allowing yourself to feel those things like or just to have those thoughts even if they're uncomfortable and like the I am like you were saying like I just I am yes I mean and there's times on my yoga mat where I've had a anxiety attack because it was like things came up that I was resisting Mm -hmm. and I did I just walked away from my mat like I didn't want to be there I didn't want to do that because I wasn't ready you weren't I was you know I was resisting that part of my life that realization my breakup with my ex was actually one of those I'll never forget having an anxiety attack on my yoga mat one time when I realized I needed to leave him and it wow (laughs) yeah no I know you know it was it was crazy but well, it's not to go in too deep into that, but um, you were talking about how, you know, you had a lot of dark times mm-hmm. before going on the trip to Aruba, but yeah. even before that, when you were dating, who you were just talking about, um, one of the things I remember you saying, like, I want to grow in this spiritual way, so I'm going to have to end this relationship, and I just, I wanted to comment, because I do think it's so beautiful that when you came back to it, it was in such a big way, like, going mm-hmm. to Aruba, but you said after y'all broke up and like there was kind of like a dark time where you didn't really practice it mm-hmm. and it's so I mean not odd it's just I'm fascinated to see how yeah you changed this big thing in your life to make room for this other big thing mm-hmm. but you found in a way you said you lost yourself but in a way you've kind of found a different version of yourself yes. that brought you into what you really wanted in such a big statement way yes. that it's almost I don't know I just find it fascinating and I feel like like, I don't have all the answers, but I just think we learn from each other, and I wanted to talk about that. Like, mm-hmm. so, like, you you came, you had all these things happen, you came to Aruba, you know, you met people on the plane. What was the biggest takeaway? Well, I remember in our first, very first sharing circle, it was like we all arrived, we all um, had time to change, and then head to the studio for a sharing circle and our welcoming dinner. And in that sharing circle, um, she passed around oracle angel oracle cards, and we all chose one, and we were prompted the question, why are you here, or what okay, brought yeah. you here, you know? And what a big question, because all of us were so eager to show up. We had a whole day of travel, and then we're sitting here, and then it's like, oh, shit, we're put on the spot. We have, you know? Yeah. And I was like, almost exactly midway in the circle, because I remember how huh. it was set up. I was like, midway. By the third lady she was already crying already had the whole room crying (laughs) like everyone was there for so many different reasons but almost the same reason yeah but my specific reason Mm -hmm. I remember with tears in my eyes and a shaky voice saying I'm here because I have been carrying a lot of baggage and I'm ready to let go of this like Mm -hmm. it's like or no my specific words I said <laughs> my exact words were I'm carrying a lot of baggage and quite frankly this 
it's getting heavy. And (laughs) that's that's exactly what I said. And I was crying. And Mm -hmm. I'd mentioned I had just lost my father in February. And ironically, I didn't even realize until I was booking the trip that that Sunday was Father's Day. I, I mentioned that in the sharing circle, our first sharing circle. And my first card that I drew was Law of Attraction. So huh. when I drew that card, it just made me think not only the synchronicities of that day, but what I put into this is what I'm going to get out of this. Wow. That just like, gave me, like, what, that shook me just then. Like, that's just like, that just I chill box a little bit. But like, You're what right. I, like, I, I knew then going into that week, what I put into this is what I'm going to get out of it. So I showed up every day every single day and it was hard and I cried so much I'm gonna cry now and I don't care (laughs) but like it just and not even just Rachel's classes Ashley Albrand was there Mm. and her classes were so unconventional but so beautiful and so empowering it made me feel great to be a woman and (laughs) it I just I loved it but I remember there were multiple times but the first time we took the next morning I took a class or we took a class, and me and um, one of my other roommates at the retreat, Taylor, were laying there in Shavasana, and a song was playing, and me and Taylor had gotten to talk a little bit about why we were there. Actually, it's like right, I mean, to take a step back, but right after our sharing circle, we were walking to our dinner, and Taylor just ran up to me immediately, and she put her hand on my back and gave me a hug and was like, I didn't know that about you. Like, she didn't know that I had lost my father because I didn't share with anyone right when I got there, but I did in that sharing circle. And she just gave me a hug, and right then, I already felt like I had a place. You know, like, I felt like that place was so special and sacred and that everybody listened, or people listened, you know? Like, we were all here for different reasons. We were all carrying some of the same pain, and it just... I had someone had my back and so Taylor I I told her she was my retreat best friend like that was just that was so beautiful but yeah so back to this yoga class we were in Shavasana and there was something that Rachel had said and I remember like wanting to reach out and hold Taylor's hand because not only was I feeling that but I knew like what she was going through she was feeling that and the second I thought, no, I better not, is the second she grabbed my hand. Aww. And we just cried. Like, that moment, it was so... I'll never forget that moment. Like, that was so beautiful because, like, we knew. We both knew. And I'm just so glad she was brave enough to even, like, just grab my hand. Yeah. Like, it makes uh, me think of so that sweet. what you seek is seeking you. Yes, kind of, yes. It was, oh, it was so beautiful. But, um... That's a really... Those are both, or all, I guess all three, those are really good yeah. takeaways. Well, in then, different places, it seems like, yeah. the trip. And then the last day, we did a, you know, closing circle. Okay. And what was it? What was the prompted question? Oh, it was like, what are you leaving with or what are you going home with? That was the closing circle question. Okay. So it was, you know, when we came, why are we here? And then what are we leaving with? And I remember saying myself. Oh. I was like, I find, like, myself. That just made me really happy. Like, thank God I got back to myself because yes. I had been gone for so long and I knew I was always there, but it just like, it was myself. And I drew the card and <laughs> the card was trust yourself. And that just oh, was wow. so much confirmation. And I just cried like right then. Um, like, I'm not mad at myself for getting so far away. Like, but like you said, like yeah. I found, like I didn't, it's not like I lost myself. I, 
strayed away from a part of myself and then walked into a part of myself that I wasn't fully familiar with, but got familiar with real quick. And so now it's like, now I feel a little bit on the other side of it. And I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of glad that I've found my dark side because it's like, now I know some of my triggers or what makes me tick or like, I've seen it within myself and I've scared myself. Like, I don't know. I Well, they say to get, you know, the best thing you can do is become friends with your, is it shadow self? Yeah. Like your shadow your self shadow, or yeah. whatever? Your dark side. Yes. And, um, and they say that, or I say they say, I've read before and I guess on the internet, but um, that when you become friends with your shadow self, it's like that's the final key because then it's like you know who your biggest enemy mm-hmm. is but at the same time your biggest warrior like you right. know like that bad in you right. that's gonna like take care of business right if you get them on your team well then nothing can with you I'm sorry yeah. I don't usually say <laughs> stuff like that but like that's yeah. the words I, that came to mind yeah. and so no um, matter how hard you try to cover right. it up or run away from it it will always the be deeper. there that is a huge it's something huge that I have learned right. like in the past two years. And even with my dad passing, I still wasn't in the greatest place. It was in February, you know, at the, in January, I was still trying to pull myself out of this dark side. And then February that happened. Like you got knocked down again, and like from a different yes, angle. But I knew, but. I remember right then and there, like, I was like, I've got to feel this. Yeah. Like I mm. had anticipated this. I'm glad you for said years. that to yourself. Yes. Though. Like, I, mean, like I have to feel this. I can't relate in that way, but in different ways, I've tried to fast forward it. And it's right. like, but this is not the best part of the movie, but this is the part of the movie or the story or whatever that creates the it's most almost change. Like the almost. climax. Yeah. Like, like the climax, and then I'm like plateauing for a little bit, and then not like go back down, but. No, I yeah, know. And like I mean, there's going to be more of yeah. lessons to more learn. hills and valleys, yeah. I mean, you're always, technically, you're always where you are supposed to be. And I'm so, yeah. I, I don't know, I am thankful. Although it felt like walking through hell, I'm still standing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's probably not going to be the hardest part of my life. But this far of my life, being only 25 no, years, this has been my okay. the hardest part of my life. And I... I mean, because life works that way, I know I will be presented with other challenges. I mean, that's life. You know, it, cha- it gives you that same challenge, that same over cycle over again, until like you a, learn. Yeah. And so now Ooh. that I'm aware, I'm trying to, like, One of the things, do better. life comes with death. I mean, the more I talk about it, the more people probably realize, like, hey, I can relate to that. Yeah. Like, it, I don't talk about it. Or, like, these people might say, like, I don't talk about it, but I know how that feels, you know. So I would rather turn that passion into sharing like what I've gone through or what I am feeling because you can't compare two hells because we all are feeling the same thing at some point in our lives and I mean I mean there's you know people who haven't experienced trauma but they still have felt like they have at least or you know like you can't in a different way right one thing I heard too is like if you don't talk about it like it makes it seem like other people can't. So, like, maybe someone's right. dealing with something terrible and they're like, well, I don't want to bring this up because, like, I don't want to be, you know, like, I don't, that person who brings up this mm-hmm. thing. Well, if you just ha- went through that same thing or something mm-hmm. very similar, I guess it won't be the same, but, you know, something similar, and it's obvious that you're struggling with it, you know, and you don't talk about it, well, then they'll never bring up what they're going through right. because they're going to feel like if you can't talk about this, then I can't talk about this, right. like, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that it goes back to 
yeah, like we're all experiencing similar but different things, but just being able to talk about it and share our real feelings, good, bad, ugly, like Mm -hmm. crying, smiling, laughing, yelling, like just saying it is going to give someone else to be like, oh, well, like they've done this or gone through this and it's possible to survive or it's possible to to feel like it's not going to survive. Yes, exactly. Um, So all great, great things. And I know we, um, we talked about like a little bit of you being a different person today and just mm-hmm. being completely different. So now I'm going to get to the random questions because okay. like it kind of goes with the theme of why I want to hear stories about, mm-hmm. um, you know, victory stories from people and yeah. just like what they've gone through, what they've learned and all this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. in what ways are you fulfilled with life? And it goes back to that real and fulfilled theme. I would say, I would say, the mere act of processing my emotions and being able to feel and to proudly call myself an empath because I feel mm. so freaking much yes. um, and to feel others, that makes me fulfilled. That's what, that brings fulfillment to me. Um, sometimes I feel like I'll never fully be fulfilled, but I think that's just my eagerness in life and wanting more. But at the same mm-hmm. time, especially this year, which has slowed me down so much, and especially the past couple months, just actually, instead of having to do so much, but like I said, like just being and looking around and realizing that like I am fulfilled. I'm always fulfilled. Like even though I want more, that's okay. I don't have to have it right now. A part of it you is know? being the hungry and right. seeking the exactly. what's next. Right. Yeah, Aries, we like the chase. So like, yeah. like that's a huge thing for us. And so, I'm always wanting more. We're also, <laughs> we're also the like first sign of the zodiac. So we're like the baby. So that's why we're so oh, yeah. eager, you know. And we want, um, we always want more. And it's like, we have all these ideas. We might start them one day, and then it's just like they never get finished. And that's like a huge. A huge thing of mine but it's like I think that's why I leave it up to the fact that like although I do have all these goals that I'm sure will fulfill me I have to be fulfilled or like right now and accept where I am right now enjoy the chase right enjoy the chase enjoy the journey in general and I don't know that, I love that that makes me fulfilled. That, yes that's good that it is really good and it seems like it would be in like a in a good way a replenishing cycle mm-hmm. but also like an abundant cycle mm-hmm. of like you know just it's like it always over. yeah it's always like filling like the phoenix like being reborn yes. you know and like think about all, all the, the light that comes from all mm-hmm. the fire that you have mm-hmm. i just think that that should be mm-hmm. like ah that yes yes so well and it's funny because like they say like even though i have so much fire i only have one fire sign friend i gravitate towards the earth the air and the water signs huh. like i always like well cuz you're needed always. like what we said earlier yes. i had i needed you to talk to about this stuff yeah. like you know like so yeah. i see i see where that light would be needed yes and also the the fire i mean like mm-hmm. also the you know surround yourself with people who inspire you and like mm-hmm. i know i'm not good at at being fiery so it makes great for a great friend yeah. to have a fiery friend yeah. you know um it's like people like <laughs> you know like it's just we just we're, we just go and then people like my friend jennifer who's a virgo who's an earth sign who like just grounds me i go have a cup, cup of coffee with her mm. and like you know talk things out and it's just it's funny to see the dynamic and i need all of y'all like 
I don't know. I'm always the one who wants to be needed and wanted, but like I need all of y'all and I'm so happy about that. Well, the way that you, what you give, you get in return Mm -hmm. too. And that's another way that that kind of fits in. Mm -hmm. One last thing, and this is something I was not going to ask, but then I was like, you said it. And then I was like, okay, I'm curious about this. I have to ask. And if I don't, I'm going to regret it because I want to talk about this in a future episode and I don't know much about it. You said you identify proudly as an empath. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? Um, an empath is someone, or for me, someone who allows their self to feel, someone who feels so much, but also allows yourself to feel, but you can also like pick up on other people's feelings as like, I mean, whether you're in a room or even collectively, um, like in the world, but I don't know. I, for me, I embrace being an empath. Some people feel so much that it almost paralyzes them. I could see like maybe mentally, you know, sometimes. And so those are usually like, I'm an extrovert. So, but usually you would associate the feelers, the empaths with, um, introverted people, which is very, I mean, Hmm. we both, but we both extroverts and introverts can both be, you know, feelers and empathic. I'm an, um, ENFP and F is the feeling part. Oh, and the Myers-Briggs. Yes. Okay. Yes. So. Do you think, and this is just, I'm like, this is me. I've collect, not collected, but like I've heard this word a lot. And earlier we were talking about like how the psychics and the uh, esoteric and like all that kind of stuff has become Mm -hmm. more popularized. Like it's Mm -hmm. not such a big scary, not scary, but like hidden thing anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, I told you earlier, I even heard something about like a medical psychic or whatever. Or you said that was a thing. I'd never yeah. heard of it before today. Anyways, do you think that the empathic or the these these? I I mean, I never really knew what it was. I feel like if if I were to identify with anything, I feel like I would be an empath. But mm-hmm. do you think that that has anything to do with the, like the psychicness that's kind of just coming? It's becoming so main not mainstream, but so accepted and so. I feel like when I say accepted, not on a social way, but just like us accepting ourselves like do you think that has any relation yeah no I definitely do because to to me like to claim or to call yourself a psychic or medium like you mentioned you have to like invite that into your life Mm -hmm. but I think it's trusting yourself enough to act on those intuitions and to know I mean kind of sums up all the things that we've been talking about those signs and everything so for me, like those psychics, those mediums, those esoteric people, they're they're picking up on the signs and they're just calling it uh, out. <laughs> well, yes, allowing it, like opening that space for it to come through them, and then being able to share that. Exactly. You know, that's why I go see a tarot reader. You know, yeah. once a like at least once a year. I've been doing it for almost three years, or yeah, for like three I years in um, in New Orleans, and it's this one lady, Miss Kay at earth odyssey and she i just i don't know her just her presence her essence everything like it's like it's genuine and it's real and so you know people there's still skeptics out there but it's i mean i'm not trying to offend anyone but i feel like it's the people who are skeptic don't trust themselves enough you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like they're, you know, and it's not that they don't have the power or ability. It's they that they very much do. In. Right. It's yeah. like they do, but they just haven't felt their way into that. Huh. So. Well, cool. I'm glad that I, I wanted to ask you because I just, I hear that term a lot and mm-hmm. I wanted to, I'm glad that you say it, that you proudly identify it because mm-hmm. I've been curious to, myself to 
to adopt that term Mm -hmm. because I do believe that it is something we all can kind of um, maybe maybe some of us have more longer antennas I guess to say of like picking up on other people's feelings and whatnot Mm -hmm. uh, more than others but it's something we all can kind of uh, learn how to do better if we choose to and so mm-hmm. I think that that's something that we all should look into if we if we want to so yeah. I'm glad you talked about it yeah. and I'm glad you came on and shared all of the great stuff where can our listeners go to find them or to find you if they want to do that sorry um, I'll share my Instagram handle it's at Rena LaRae it's my first and middle name R-H-E-N-A-L-A-R-A-E Okay, so, mm-hmm. and you should go check her out because she has a very beautiful and colorful feed that I always look forward to <laughs> whenever she posts new stuff. So, uh, um, I appreciate you and thank you again, Rena. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. great conversation. I always love hanging out with Rena. She's one of my favorite people ever. Thank you again, Rena, for coming on the show and coming over and talking to me in person. You're loved and I'll always hold a space for you, girl. So as you can see, Contagious Victories is more than just an outlet to spread light and to share hope. It's actually a community of people who choose to participate in life, who aim to bring positivity and love to the world in whatever way they can no matter how big or small the action. Being real and fulfilled in whatever you do not only helps make the world a better place, but it helps you become a better you. If you have a topic you want to hear, then contact me at Tori at ToriBlackman.com. Or if you want to be on the show, then submit an interview request form at ContagiousVictories.com. Don't forget to check the show notes to find out more about Rena, or if you want to learn more about that retrograde. If you like this episode, don't forget to leave a review in the Apple Podcast or share it on your story. You can find me on Instagram at onceupona underscore Tori. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Contagious Victories Podcast. If the show inspired you to share your own victory story, I'm here to tell you the world deserves to hear it. Submit it to me online at ToriBlackman.com. Review and subscribe if that feels right. Telling a friend about the show helps Contagious Victories to grow. Plus, we all appreciate a little sunshine. I'm Tori B. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you soon.